Here's a thought chapel's corner that I'd like to share before I uh, indulge in one of my favorite movies of all time. One that has a little bit more meaning to me now, uh, becoming a mother, but one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Terminator 2. I love Terminator 1 up to Terminator 2. I feel by 3, I started to get, you know, I'm not a fan of sequels, but by the time they did 1 and 2, it, w- it was very fitting. It, it fell in together. 2, in my opinion, was a little better than 1. Because we understand 2, what the hell fuck was going in 1. But boy, I'll tell you, the reason why I'm watching Terminator 2 tonight, or the reason why Terminator 2 been in my heart, is because, like, I've been thinking about Sarah Connor, okay? Because in my heart, a heart shop was corner. Now that I am a mother, I'm a boy mom right at the moment. You know, I don't know if I'm of the children right at the moment. This is my one and only son, okay? And I'm a boy mom, okay? And also, this is, you know, Black Lives Matter movement during the time that he was conceived, born in, and then you got... Uh, COVID and all this stuff, you know. So as far as I'm concerned, my son being here is a damn miracle, okay? But I also know him being a black male, and you shouldn't think that's this way. You should never, you know, this is a sad thing. You should never have to think this way as a parent. But I understand. I understand that the world is not necessarily here for him, designed for him. But that doesn't mean, first of all, he's my son. You know what I'm saying? And I know I got God's hand on me and God's hands on him as well. But most of all, he's my child, <laughs> okay? So I'm not raising no dummy. I raise no loser. I raise nobody's gonna be out here harming nobody's daughter. I'm trying the best that I can to pour into this child to be everything he can. But at the same time, I know there's obstacles out here, and a bitch is ready. So when I had my son, bitch, I started thinking about all the boy moms I know in my life, and people and all this stuff, and Black Lives Matters, and you're not gonna kill my son, and what at what age does my son become a threat to you know what the six months old or six years old or sixteen years old, you know? And they put the battery in my back. I'm thinking about Sarah Connor, I'm like, shit, she's like the ultimate boy mom, bro. Like, she is, okay, ultimate parent, but like, if you're talking about boy mom, bitch, come for Sarah Connor, son, come for her little motherfucking boy. That shit wasn't happening, okay? She didn't understand everything was getting ready to go down in one. Because she didn't even have a baby yet. I don't think she was getting ready to cross into Mexico and had a baby. She didn't even know all of that. But at the end of the day, the son, even from the future, was trying to save the mother, and save the world, okay? Sarah Connor, give her son one fucked up glance, bro. She's coming for you. Terminator, and the first one was trying to kill her because they didn't want her to have the baby, okay? Because if he was born, there was going to be a whole shit in the future, blah, blah, blah. Terminator 2, when he came back, she was like, run! He was like, mom, no, he's for us. We don't about to, but Sarah Connor, okay? Now, I was thinking about, hold on now. Is there anything else I want to say about my baby girl? They thought she was crazy. The bitch was just woke, like me. <laughs> they try to lock up in a motherfucking mental institution. But you can't stop fate, okay? Yeah, so, uh, she became a survivalist in some kind of a, what you call it, post-apocalyptic world. But yeah, you cast one glance at her boy, one bad, wrong glance at her boy, baby. Hasta la vista. And that's it. And I started thinking about some other, uh, some other, um, but I can think of off the top of my head, because it's a quick thought. Before my old dad falls asleep, I'm so freaking tired. And before my child wake up from breast milk. Uh, what is this? Oh, The Mask. Y'all remember The Mask with Cher? It came out in 1985. And she played the character of Rusty. Um, she was a, like a, she was like a motorcycle type mom. She was like kind of drug addicted and saucy. And any role that Cher plays, she kind of puts herself in it. Like she's very, I love Cher. <laughs> That's one thing I've never said on this spot. I love Cher because Cher's not really doing much either. But I love Cher. There's just something about fucking Cher. Cher is queen. Okay, but yeah, uh, she played a character of uh, Rusty. 
uh, Dennis, and she had a son uh, who had a uh, disorder. I can't remember what it was, but his that, that I'm not gonna don't quote me, but I'll never forget. Um, it was her devotion to her son and his well being and protecting him and the, the bullying and all of this stuff. Like she was just such a and when the emotions, this just the feels of the fucking movie. I saw this movie when I was a kid and I was just like, wow, like you know, just like I I, I don't even have to be rusty to character relate to her lifestyle. I'm surely not a motorcycle mom thing. But yeah, he had a skull um deformation. Okay, her child, and that's all she did was just. And then the wonderful thing also about her life and the story was her friends, the crew that she rolled with, the motorcycle um club and crew. They was like her. We couldn't nobody you know say anything about her son because at the end of the day they was gonna ride out and bash a nigga in their skull. And then this one is always funny to me. Back to the Future, <laughs> the first one I think came out nineteen eighty something. I'm gonna say between well going eighty. So I would say like 85, 80, sometime after I was born, before the 90s though. And in this one, when he goes back, to, could you imagine that he's time traveling, kind of like, you know, Terminator? Could you imagine your mother falling in love, or you not knowing that you're falling for somebody, thinking that he's in your time, and that's your damn son traveling through the motherfucking past from the fucking future? Boy, does she want to hump the hell out of her son. Child, could you imagine? That kind of fucking shit. He's like, whoa, my. But then at the, <coughs> remember, <laughs> when he woke up, he got fell from the tree and he went and he got took into the house and he didn't know he blacked out and he woke up and she was just like, <clears throat> um, he, he recognized his mother's voice, but the room was dark. She's like, are you okay? Are you all right? He's like, yeah, mom, everything's okay. He think he back in his bed back in 19 or whatever. The light turned on and he saw his mother. <laughs> she was trying to, I don't know. At one point she said, I think your name is Calvin Klein <laughs> because I seen the name written on your boxes. It's all over your boxes, pants and shit. So your your name must be Calvin Klein. <laughs> but when she touching the boxes, he just jumped. But before that, he looked at her. He said, but "Mom." She's like, "Huh?" He said, "But you're you're so, you're so hot. Mom is hot. The fuck going on here? The mom got the hots for the son, and the son got the hots for the mom." Chop of counter. It was funny, and, and it's, it's funny in theory, but we don't realize that shit ain't cutting it, y'all. Niggas gonna call ACSCP and then we ain't got time. The answer is no. You know. And then of course there's psycho. God. If you want to take it like really to the extreme, you want to talk about the super mama's boy. Oh, Norman Bates. Ooh. Norman Bates ain't never got no pussy in his life. Oh, and you know what else I'm gonna add on to before I forget? Cause I know I might forget. Is um Bobby Boucher and Waterboy. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Yes, his mother might have the fuck out of him, but you just had to love and enjoy the little relationship and the way he keep on saying, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, <laughs> my Mama say. <laughs> he said, Where does happiness come from? He gonna raise his hand, talk about Mama say, happiness comes from little rays of sunshine. <laughs> Your mama is wrong. Mama's never wrong. Mama, <laughs> Mama, Mama. <laughs> You gotta love that damn Bobby. Bobby was shaped back to psycho. Norman Bates, child, the lengths and measures that man went through loving his mother. Because in the original psycho, why he keeps saying, My mother here, my mother want this, my mother that, my mother don't like this, my mother. The woman was dead. The woman had been dead for years. The man had kept her corpse and rotting skeleton in the house. Child, I wanna say he put a wig on the shit, but it wasn't even a wig, it was her original hair. Mm. Kept it dressed in her clothes and talked to it. 
Norman Bates, the man that would not want to let his mother go. The, you know, Norman is probably the most extreme case of mama's boy that there is. I mean, we all know there's levels to that shit. I don't want to, you see, I don't want to do that to my child. I want my child to love his mother and respect the women and all of this, but I don't want him to be crippled by his mom. I'm not here to manipulate. That is a, even I know that's just, no. You know what I'm saying? I want to live his life. I want to be happy. I want him to always be able to talk to me. And I want to give him sound advice of wisdom. Not always as always a, mo- a mother, but not always even as a friend, but literally just unbiased sound wisdom advice. I hope he sticks to it. But damn it. The day my son tried to take my mother, dig up my motherfucking grave, child. I'm, I'm going to have to come back and visit that child. If you want to put me back in that motherfucking grave, nigga. If you, now, I will, what you hell you, you want to have conversations? This is why you brought me up here. My bones and all. Nigga, y'all going, no, you boy, you want to let me go. I ain't got time for none of that. Nigga, all that the umbilical cord been cut. We're not even doing that. Let me rust. Why that woman never came back and haunted him and said, nigga, if you don't, <laughs> Norman. Clearly, he was afraid of his mother. For why she ain't come. I'm saying shit like people, like, I want people that pass and just come back. Maybe she shouldn't have came back. Yeah, those are the ones that I could think of for now. Off the top of my head. You know, there's a lot of mother's movies that came out. You know, not all of them was uh, related to boy moms. Oh, I'll add another one. Home Alone. Oh, my gosh. Damn, three. And whatever the fuck came after that shit. That shit was like house party. They ain't have no business doing house party three, four, and whatever fucking numbers they try to do after that shit, bro. If Kid and Play was not in that shit, you ain't had no business touching it. Niggas try to put Marcus Houston and then and, and, and Batman and well, that's the same motherfucking person from that fucking group that I used to like, Immature. I wasn't jacking that shit. Even if I did like them back in the day and I did have a big crush on fucking Marcus Houston. I didn't like that. Moving forward, though. Uh, Home Alone. Why? Because... Kevin was always feeling as if, and it was such a, come on, what, what kind of household was that? Let's talk about that type of corner. First of all, no, that household was too full, full house, full house ain't have shit on motherfucking the McAllisters, bitch. <laughs> that house was so big. They had the, they had Kevin, his mother, I think Kevin was, Kevin had him and his siblings, but then he also had an aunt and an uncle. Child, I don't know if they lived there or they were staying there for the weekend until they took flight. Anyway, it was a lot of people in the fucking family. How did they do the same shit when they went to New York the second time? Well, I don't even know if they took the other part of the family and they left him behind. But the whole time he was already feeling like he was unincluded, uh, kind of left behind and he wakes up and they're not there. Something that he thinks he wants, you know. And the mother, too, at the time, she's frustrated with him, you know. Kevin, stop. Kevin, stop complaining. Kevin, get ready. Kevin, we have to leave. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Wake up. They're so busy. They got 20 kids to put on a plane. Y'all know the story. They forgot the boy. He woke up. He thinking it's the best thing that ever happened to him until the house got picked and fucking, what you call, broken to by the motherfucking thieves. Now he got to hold the house down. You know, at, fun it was, at first it was fun. At first it was fun. It's always fun. But there's always a scene in the movie where Kevin gets sad or somber and he misses his family. And uh, he goes to a church. Or at one point, I remember in the, number, in the second one, he went to, the, to Central Park and he found the pigeon lady who was feeding the birds or something. But he always needed a boost. And that was, that was always those moments before that last battle when he would really get them. 
But then finally, moms realizes that Kevin is missing. And she immediately just springs into mom mode. This woman played her ass off in her franticness for Kevin. This is what I'm talking about. She just was like, oh my God, Kevin. You, Kevin. <laughs> the way she said, Kevin. Child, she's running. And she's trying to get to him. I'm, long story short, they never have a lot of time together in these movies. It's always there apart. When the scene that always gets me choked up every fucking time is the end. Where Kevin's talking to police or whatever and she finally gets home. And his back is always turned. And she sees him. Even the first time she turned around, she was like, Kevin. And he just turned around and he just looked at her. And then they have their little moment of whatever says whatever. And he just runs in her arm. And then they play that fucking music. And it's just tears, tears, tears. Because no matter how bad Kevin is, no matter... What he did, Kevin loved his mother. And no matter what Kevin and his mother go through, no matter how much Kevin get on his, her nerves and he's just always doing stunts and stuff like that, she's she's going to leave the whole family behind, get on a fucking plane if she had to. I think the first one, she went through a lot of shit. She was, she was in the back of trucks. She was hitchhiking rides. She was begging people, please, I'm just trying to get home to my son for Christmas. The second one, she came and she looked at him and she said, I'm sorry, I did it again. <laughs> Bitch, if it happened once, it would have never happened again for me. It just took too long. A mother's love. Everybody else stay behind, you know. That gets me every time. Isn't it? That, that shit will never fail. I'm about to go on YouTube and, and watch when Kevin gave you United with his mother. So nothing break my mouth. That shit gets me every time, child. Mm-mm. Bitch, on that note, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I got to make some popcorn. And you know it, bitch. Never enough pop butter in the bag. So I'm going to get some butter on the side. I'm going to melt it in the microwave. Then, yes, and then I'm going to pour it on top of it, you see. And then I'm going to sprinkle just a dash of butter. Don't worry about my heart. Worry about your damn heart. Worry about what the fuck you're doing. Because I'm not worried about no butter, no salt, no fat. She's <laughs> about to get her a nice cold beverage, and she's going to sit here and pop this movie in. I'm lucky if I even make it all the way through, y'all. Wish me luck. On that note, I'll see you all next time here on Chapel's Counter.